I'm so glad you've joined us. My name is Sharon Feckety, the host of the Broken Road to Mental Health podcast. So we are all on this broken road together, everybody. We are under construction and we're going to go through this together. One of the reasons I decided to create this podcast was because the only way to normalize this conversation about mental health is continue to have it. So you will be hearing from some very special people on this podcast, people that have lost loved ones to suicide or overdose, uh, mental health professionals, people that are trudging the road through recovery right now as we speak, people that are on the other side and offering tips to all of us that are still under construction. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Uh, I'm showing up as myself today. If you are watching this in video, this is the Sharon that would like to present every day. In a hat, I'm wearing sweatpants, you can't see it, but I'm super comfy because I'm having a super comfy conversation with somebody that I'm very excited to talk to who came to me through a mutual friend who's been on the show, uh, Mona McGregor. And um, I'm very, very happy to have Allison Hildebrand here with me today. Welcome to the show. Hello, canine friends. And hello, it's so nice to be here. Yes, Charlie Brown would like to welcome you to the show. <laughs> so um, you have, I don't always read a bio, but I think it's really great uh, way to kind of start this conversation um, because I really love what you wrote, um, that you travel a path of healing through addiction and eating disorder, codependency, which I love nothing more than talking about codependency. So help me God. I'm super grateful for the book Codependent No More. Mm -hmm. I don't know any codependent that hasn't read that book. Um, and deep-rooted rage. You've worked 12-step, you've followed traditional religion, modern medicine, and rebelled against structure altogether. Yes. Yeah. So you are my people, Allison. So let's talk about um, what led you to this world that you're living in now. When I mentioned before we hit record, um, just asking about 12 steps, you had mentioned Sober Curious, and I've had the great advantage of interviewing a lot of women that are in this Sober Curious world that I'm really happy exists because it's a, a way more open and kind of modern way of having conversations surrounding sobriety, addiction, recovery, codependency, and such? Yeah, so um, I find myself here, uh, kind of really, the catalyst was the birth of my daughter, right? I have an 11-year-old little girl. And um, for me, uh, finding myself when she was about two, addicted uh, to opiates and knowing that this wasn't the life that I wanted to provide for her. This wasn't the kind of mother I wanted to be. Um, and so I had gone through an initial detox when she was uh, six months old, mm -hmm. um, coming off of uh, being prescribed Percocet after a, uh, after a C-section mm -hmm. and just let the, you know, let the pills kind of take over. Um, six months later, went through, went through detox. And then right before her second birthday, her father passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and I maintained my sobriety uh, through there, going through a 12-step program, working with a sponsor. Um, and somewhere along the way, I just lost touch. And I, I stopped going to meetings and I stopped talking to people about it. And 
I mentioned that deep rooted rage. And I, I think that's the first time that it really started to erupt for me was I was just so angry at the world that mm-hmm. I didn't have this ideal um, of, you know, the, the father and the mother and the child living happily ever after, right? This, this um, ideal that we'll, we're sold on a silver platter from the time that we're born, you know, and um, it took about a year after his passing for me really to get deep back into the addiction and, you know, ended up getting married and gosh, pulling that trauma onto another family and just really kind of wrecking through my life uh, and not really minding, right? And um, I got to a point where I had been doing opiates on a regular basis and, you know, my guy just couldn't get me what I wanted anymore and put heroin in my hand. And I still get emotional when I talk about it. Yeah, uh, I did it exactly. You take a breath right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big deal. That's a big yeah. deal. Um, you and um, I were just talking about the show Dope Sick, mm-hmm. and which I want to talk about um, the recovery from this a little bit later. But uh, just last night, we saw a young woman who had been on opioids and then was offered the first you know, package of heroin. And I watched it and just was sobbing because that is, that is so many of us out there and it takes on a whole new world. So I think it's appropriate to, to hold some space there for you and to take that breath. Mm. So, okay, continue. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I remember sitting in my car in my, in my driveway that night getting high and just crying and knowing that I never, ever wanted to do that again. And I'll never forget that was a Monday night. I didn't have to work the next day on Tuesday. Started writing emails to my boss, telling them what is going on, started reaching out to my sponsors and just knew that this was it for me, that there were, there were two roads and I had, I had to choose at that moment. And um, I went back to the, to the original uh, detox unit that I'd been in uh, two years previously um, and that's a wake up call to see the same nurses, to see the same people and to be like, Hey, you're back again, you know, and, um, started getting back plugged into meetings. And then I found, uh, CrossFit and I found yoga and I found all these different physical outlets that I really had never allowed myself to have and mm. found things that were empowering for me that made me feel strong and capable. And, um, for me, that was a big change, right? So I was continuing to work 12 step uh, through the first year of uh, my second detox, but I was also implementing like all these other community centered activities, right? And for me, what I found is community is everything, is that it's the, it's the support of the rooms that really kept me sober that first two years. And, you know, whether it was because of where I lived, I was in the villages, you know, just full of retired people. And so I was having a really hard time identifying in the rooms, you know, and, um, you know, so pretty young in comparison, (laughs) right, right. And so I was, you know, just trying to find places where I could go have fun and be sober. And and nobody was judging me for that, right? Nobody kept trying to offer me a beer, nobody. And so um, as I, as I kind of navigated through that, I found that the marriage that I was in was, was not right for, for either of us. And, and we split amicably and, and with love. And um, I found myself down in the Tampa area and just really started to love it here. I live in Palm Harbor and really close to Dunedin and just, you know, near the Pinellas Trail. And I found a really loving home at Warrior One Yoga, where I started to really drop in. And that's where I went through yoga teacher training. And that has really just been 
kind of the next catapult for me um, into exploring the power of breath, right? Because for me, so much of my using came from these seeds of anxiety and unworthiness and finding my breath and even just breathing 10 minutes each morning, checking in with myself, doing something that was good for me. Uh, started to make big ripples in my life and me being able to to share my story with a little more grace and yeah. not so much self-loathing mm -hmm. and um, know that, yeah, you know, it, it could be so many of us. Um, you know, I've, I've family members and close friends that have not been as lucky as I am. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's why it's why it's so important for us to continue to share our stories. Yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing today. It is a, a very emotional um, time, I think, more than ever today, because, uh, well, <laughs> we're in a pandemic still, and um, addiction is at its all-time high, and opioids are really uh, taking over, and depression, and anxiety, and so we need all of these outlets, all of these that you mentioned. Um, I love the name of that yoga studio. It's so great. Um, I wish that when I get sober, I had all of those introductions to this world of being sober curious and, and been told that, you know, there, there's other places, there's other outlets, but, you know, it was a different time. And uh, I think today it's just, it's wonderful that there's, there's just so many different ways that people can navigate through their own sobriety or through their own uh, mental health workout, you know, uh, there's so many options, which is fantastic. And I, I definitely want to speak some more about breath work. But before we do that, um, again, I'm going to mention that show because you and I are both watching it, Dope Sick. And um, it's certainly, it, so many people don't understand how, you know, difficult it is to just detox off of opioids. Right, so can you share your experience with us? Yeah, um, the first experience I had with detox was a big slap in the face. Um, I had been taking Percocet uh, for about four and a half weeks after my, um, after my C-section. And I mean, I remember like I was feeling great. I was cleaning the house. I was doing all the things, you know, new moms are supposed to be doing and, and really feeling like I, I had it and mm -hmm. ran out of my pain, pain meds. And I just remember feeling so not myself and out of my skin and like everything was wrong, right? All of a sudden everything started to fall apart and somewhere in me just wanted that next pill. And I mean, I, I remember doing ridiculous things like calling the doctors and, and trying to manipulate my way into having more pills. Um, you know, my partner at the time was part of the, the pain med epidemic um, in this area where, you know, we were seeing lots of doctors over prescribing. Um, and so the detox process for me, I tried several times at home and got very, very sick um, and it was very dangerous. And so for me, the only thing that ended up working was going through a medical detox, um, and being supervised and being made comfortable. And I kind of, I, I'm always kind of hesitant to share this part, but, but really when I made that decision to go there, it got so much easier. Like yeah. just, just saying like, okay, give me help. And like, I don't have to do this on my own, right? Like that community, yeah. whether it's doctors or nurses or, or volunteers, it's like just having somebody there to tell you like, 
you're going to be okay. And this is going to really suck, but like, it's going to be better after, right? Like this is the first step into like improving your circumstances. Yeah. Um, and that for me was huge. And I also credit that, like having that resource to why I was able to come back from my second relapse so quickly, because I, I really had started using for about six months before I got that, that dose of H and because I knew that that resource was there and that I didn't have to do it by myself, I believe, I truly believe that's why I had that strength within me to say, okay, I'm not doing this. I'm going back to where I, what I know works and, and I'm starting over and it's going to suck, but mm. it's the first step in the right direction. Totally. I, I think that um, I myself didn't really understand, well, so much, so, so much um, until I, I started listening to this podcast show called uh, Last Day. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, there, this woman who hosts the podcast, her um, brother was in the show Parks and Rec. And um, everybody loved him, comedian, you know, funny and the same deal, you know, got, was going to rehab, rehab. It was opioids. It was now heroin and then, you know, dead. And so in the beginning, when, when the family doesn't understand and where the people that love you don't understand around you or your employers don't understand, there's so much judgment. There's already judgment based upon anybody that's an addict or an alcoholic. I mean, hello. <laughs> then there's the judgment of depression or anxiety. So the judgment, judgment, stigma, stigma. I started listening to the show and really understanding how you know, uh, a medical plan in place is so vital for somebody that is coming off of opioids is, it's just not like anything else. It's, it's just completely different. You know, I did not come off of that. My only detox was like, my hands were shaken and people told me to hold a, a cup of coffee in my meetings with two hands. You know, that was the advice I got, which was yeah. great. I didn't need all of that, but now today it's just so much uh, worse. And, and if there's ways to recover and to detox that will keep somebody alive on this earth, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's really important that people begin to start getting educated. It's, you know, I'm sure Allison, a lot of people meet you today and couldn't even imagine that you would ever have been addicted or ever went through that horrible time. I mean, maybe today people would think that about me with this trucker hat on, but I will say that most people don't think of Sharon as somebody who once smoked crack. They just don't associate the two. And we come from all different backgrounds and uh, families that, that love us and care about us. And then we just fall into addiction. And what comes with it is, is tremendous. So um, I'm so glad you got the help that you needed. We interrupt this awesome podcast to tell you about our sponsor, Thai Technology. They are a voice over IP phone company with superior voice services to businesses across the United States. So get this, Thai Technology only takes on referral customers. What does that mean? Their entire client roster is filled with satisfied customers. So why do I love them so much? Because they're the very best when it comes to excellence in customer services. So they're local here in Tampa Bay, but that doesn't mean that they can't service your amazing organization. If you mention this podcast to Thai Technology, you will get the first three months for free. 
So don't forget to mention the broken road to mental health in life and in business. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really grateful, um, you know, for the people and for the people uh, in the rooms that come into treatment centers and the people that, you know, share that knowledge. I mean, I remember one of the, one of the first things that gave me hope, I'm a huge music uh, fan and, um, you know, I remember one of the things that I was so worried about was if I'm sober, I can't go to music festivals, you know, and this guy in my very first meeting, like raises his hand and he's like, yeah, if you're ever at a music festival, look for the yellow balloons. We'll be there having a great time without the booze, you know, and it was like this, oh, like I can still have a life. I don't have to go home and like live in this shell of protection against the world, right? Like I can go out and and be with other people who who want to enjoy life and remember it, right? Yes. And, you know, you're speaking on just, you know, it can affect everybody. It's like addiction doesn't discriminate. But unfortunately, especially in this country, there's such a stereotype. You know, there's such a stereotype that the drug addict is the person shuffling along on the sidewalk, you know, when when the way that these drugs are prescribed, that they're, you know, they're going after everybody, you know, and, and, and it's, um, it's scary. And it's, it's also, um, you know, inspiring that you are here sharing the story and getting more stories out there, because we do want to, I, I always say, like, you want to blend the face of addiction, right? Like, you don't want to see one face when you think about addiction, yeah. um, that it really can affect just, you know, anyone. Yeah, one of the things that I love about this movie that we're watching, Dope Sick, is that um, there's a doctor that falls under, you know, addiction. And my God, like that happens all the time. You know, yeah. physicians, lawyers, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Um, it certainly doesn't discriminate. So I want to talk to you um, about breath work. Um, I am fascinated. So I've had breath work done for me one time, and I've never shared this before. So I'm very happy to be sharing it with somebody. Who knows yeah. um, I was introduced to this gentleman. His name is Sage that I'm going to introduce you to. I still haven't had him on the show yet. So I need to do that. Um, he was introduced to me from a friend. Everybody connects me with people that are within the healing community, which I'm very grateful for. He tells me he's going to do a free reading. I'm like breath work. Okay. Like, you know, I meditate, I exercise, I work out, I do all those things. <laughs> breath work. I mean, I know you breathe in, you breathe out. Okay. Well, <laughs> Wow, it was incredible. It was really, really incredible. And he encompassed music into it. It was very, it was soulful. It was, I cried like a baby. Um, I felt such peace when I was done and it was so wonderful. But I, I promise you, I would have never thought that unless I had experienced it. So can you talk to the audience a little bit through how you practice breathwork today and, and share that with clients? Yeah, I would love to. So breathwork is really a passion of mine. Um, I, when I was taken to my very first breathwork class uh, by my best friend and my now business partner, um, you know, she, she basically looked at me and said, Hey, you want to go do some hippie stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. You know? And, and uh, I love exploring consciousness and, and all of that entails. And, um, so I, I discovered a little bit about breathwork before I experienced it. And it, it's actually, it was developed by Stanislav Grof um, based on lots of different, um, you know, uh, ancient breathwork practices. And, you know, he was the guy who was doing the LSD research in the seventies. And when he got shut down, he wanted a way to continue to explore 
uh, consciousness, right? And so that's really the aim of this breath work uh, is to open up spaces within your subconscious to release trauma, to uh, provide healing and alignment. Um, and so I've had a variety of experiences and my clients have had a variety of experiences that range from that peace that you experience at the end to big traumatic or dramatic uh, releases of the trauma um, that are so stored deep within our DNA and deep within um, our bones. And so the act of breathing uh, floods your, flood your system with more oxygen and allows you to expel the carbon dioxide more. And it switches the chemistry within your brain so that you open up that part of yourself that maybe is sometimes kind of hidden or, or shaded by the ego, right? It's really like an ego relaxer. Mm -hmm. And that ego is that masculine uh, energy, right? That like keeps us going through life, right? It's, we love our ego. We want to embrace and become friends with our ego, but sometimes it like likes to be bossy and in charge. And so this breath allows that divine feminine to really take over, to allow some knowing, right? I believe that we all have this like deep innate knowing that is within us that gives us the, the answers to all those questions that we seek. And so this breath is really an access into, into that point within yourself. Mm -hmm. um, the deep rest for me is the magic. It's the bliss. It's where I've, um, you know, had connection and interaction with with guides and spirits from the other side and things that I used to think were real woo-woo and I would never go there. And um, breathwork has really opened up just so much of, of my not knowing, right? Yeah. Like the, the things that, that I just don't understand and maybe aren't meant to, but, but they're there for me to experience and to absorb and, and to share with others. Um, so breathwork really was a kind of a catalyst into uh, creating an event with, with my business partner. Um, and so we do uh, a sober event, which is called Dub Temple and it's live music and breath work. We do a cacao ceremony and then there's free movement at the end because uh, we have the live DJ. And so it's so much fun and it's really kind of the culmination of all my experiences, right? Of like going to music festivals and through my addiction and like wanting just a place to feel accepted and welcomed and at home without being inebriated. And we just, we, uh, we use the phrase, like you get high on your own supply, you know, you, you use your breath to, to elevate you to that, to that next space and doing it with people is really an incredibly powerful, powerful tool. Mm, so excited. I'm so excited for you to meet Sage. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. it sounds like you two will really um, hit it off. It's wonderful. You know, um, and I wanted to make mention, you said something very important earlier, and I don't think I even talk about it enough. Um, and that is the power of connection. And I do, um, there's a great book called Lost Connections by Johan Hari that I talk about all the time. Did you read it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Allison, give me a moment with that book. So mm -hmm. when I, um, when I released my book in 2019, I had, um, I wanted a clearing. I just kept saying, I just, I don't know what, I don't know how to explain this. I just need like some kind of clearing. And um, uh, my dear uh, Alyssa, who works for me with me, um, gave me a birthday gift to this woman in St. Pete. Her name is Ashley Smith. I don't know if you know her. I love Ashley. Isn't she amazing? Oh, oh she's a goddess. She is. She's a goddess. Goddess. I took my very first Kundalini class with Ashley. 
get out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have to watch our episode together. We did it yes. in 20, I think. And okay. whew, I always, when I describe Ashley, I just say she is not of this earth. Perfect. Yes. Right? I agree. I agree. She's yeah. not of this earth. So we all She's uh, a total goddess. Yeah. She is a total goddess. And she, um, I would go to her. And we would do these incredible sessions together, these wonderful um, tea ceremonies. Yes. And um, she opened me up. And then after that, it was, I read his book and I really had no idea. I would hear all of you wonderful healers say these things, but again, unless you really experience it and feel it, it's hard to describe. I was having, um, after a session with her, I started reading his book and I had just released my book and I had relived all of this trauma that I really didn't know was still in my body, which is what you had just mentioned. Right. And I felt it, I, I like felt the trauma like moving out of my body. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> so good. If you have not experienced trauma moving out of your body, I highly recommend it. Um, but really, and that, and connections is just, it's everything. Community is everything. Um, that is, I know for sure why the 12 step program has worked for me for so long, but community in life, in business, however, we're going to, uh, lift each other up is really all that matters. Yeah. And I think what's really beautiful to see right now is, you know, um, I, I know in my own life, things have felt really compartmentalized for a really long time, especially when I was in the throes of my addiction, you know, keeping things very separate so nobody finds yeah. out, right? And, and the thing that I've really loved about coming um, into the Palm Harbor and Dunedin community and just the Tampa area, St. Pete has such an amazing community of, of healers and yogis and breath workers. Um, and being able to really start living my life in ceremony and with ritual, like it's just so amazing to see that we can kind of start to break down some of those compartments, right? Start to kind of like lower some of those walls. And I can really start to see my community is like branching between my family and my business and my yeah. yoga practice and my, right? Like I'm doing all these things with lots of different people and it doesn't feel so separated and compartmentalized anymore. Mm. And I think that's just really something, I don't know. I don't know if it's happening, happening on a, on a global scale or if it's just kind of this, there's, there's really something special going on in this area right now, but it just really seems to be such a, um, such an amazing spot for, for connection and, and building community. Just every, yeah. every week I see another amazing event or, you know, yeah. ritual or ceremony happening with, and, you know, I really think that, um, being able to come together like that, you know, I think it's something that's been lost for, for a long time. And uh, it was something, it's probably my favorite part of like going to church as a child and, and, you know, being part of that traditional religion is having that, that ceremony and that tradition and that thing that brings you back together. Right. And yeah. so it's been really amazing kind of finding my own ceremony and ritual and, and how to navigate through that. Yes. Well, I want to know when all of these things are happening too. So I'm going to put that out there. I'm also okay. going to make an appointment with Ashley after we're done today. Um, because I think that I, I believe everything is divinely led. And sometimes I feel like maybe there's just some, some stillness I need to, I don't know, work through and um, conversations like this are great. Have you met Dr. Cesar Lara? I have not. 
Oh, girl. Okay, so I'm gonna I'll introduce you to him too. So he's a shaman and um, has really kind of moved through um, working as you know an internal medicine physician. Mm-hmm. And there's so many here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are a lot around the world, but you're you know um, I think just putting out into the world that Tampa Bay is like the first well-certified district um, ever in the country that Jeff Vinnick is building in Tampa. And then I'm in a well-certified building in Clearwater. It attracts a certain type. And um, I believe through all of what we've gone through, if there was ever a time for all of us to, to get quiet and get still and realize how much our mind, body, and spirit are really the only thing that matters. And then we're, we're not really learning anything from this, uh, this time that we've been blessed to have uh, as much as it's been painful. It's also been a blessing. So with that, Allison, because the attention span of most humans today in the world is that of a flea, we will have to end this conversation until the next time. But Allison, thank you so much. All of the show notes will include how to reach you on Instagram um, at Breath and Flame on Facebook, Breath and Flame. I highly recommend everybody follows Allison to keep up with her and um, get into some of that breath work. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Pleasure. All mine. <laughs> Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E Technology. Check them out.